0: One, fight!
1: going on, BW Sports 1 World? It's your boy, the Lion. And we are here with the debut show of Combat Zone. That's right, baby. It's all about the combat here in the Combat Zone. This is the debut of my heart. I love football, but man, do I love some combat sports. Boxing, MMA, bare knuckle, we're going to cover it all. And today... We got some special guests. Uh, we had some interviews over the past week with some uh, special people. Uh, we're going to put some excerpts in there too. We also got the UFC fight night coming up tomorrow um, from Fight Island. Finally back to Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. Show starts at noon with the prelims. 3 o'clock starts the uh, the, main ev- or the main card. So uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover. We're going to start off with... Uh, you know, we're gonna start off by talking a little bit about what we got going on with the UFC. So let's transition the main event tomorrow night or well, tomorrow day. Max Holloway coming back in the octagon against Calvin Qatar. Max Holloway sitting twenty one and six his record against the twenty two and four Qatar. Both height is the is equal the weights obviously the weigh ins happen today we'll see make sure everybody's on point with the weight qatar does have a slight arm reach advantage with a uh, about 3 inch advantage over holloway the leg reach however is in advantage for by 2 inches to holloway the odds are favoring max holloway in this fight at a 1 -165 uh, to a +135 for qatar Uh, it could go either way. I mean, let's, let's look about it a little bit. Okay. So you got Max Holloway. We all know his name, Calvin Katar. A lot of people should know his name. And if you don't, you should probably go look him up because you're sitting here and they they both are, um, they're both good strikers. Okay. They, you know, they both got a a knockout TKO win, um, at about 50% of their fights, the difference that I'm looking at is a little bit of average time um, going to Max Holloway um, as far as being in the in the fight um, a lot more. It's about five minutes he's averaging a little bit more in each of his fights compared to Qatar. I don't know if that's going to be a major issue in this fight. Uh, the significant strikes that you know landed per minute they're right they're roughly they're not too far off of each other. Uh, Holloway's at a 6.7 Qatar's at a 5.3 you know they're gonna they're gonna bang they're gonna hit each other with significant strikes at a 44 to a 41 percent significant strike uh, landing average. Uh, the defense is where you're gonna see it and you know they both have some outstanding defense. Grappling is where it's going to come down to, in my opinion. Now, takedown defense, they both have a a pretty good percentage rate on takedown fixed max. Holloway has an 85% takedown defense. Calvin Qatar has a 77% uh, takedown defense. Takedown accuracy is where you want to look at, guys. So you got Calvin Qatar at about just under a 30% takedown accuracy average. On the other side... You got Max Holloway. 83% takedown accuracy. That right there, in my opinion, will be the reason that I bet my ass on Max Holloway. If you're a betting person, I'm taking the 165 uh, favorite and going with Max Holloway. So it's going to be an outstanding fight. I do see it going to the ground because of Holloway's... um, accuracy and takedowns uh it's going to be interesting now if qatar could put them hands on him early and get holloway frustrated in wanting to have to go to the ground it could be a whole nother story you know they say in football any given sunday well in fighting it says any given fight anything can happen you know it's uh, the the good old mike tyson quote everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face well if Qatar can keep the pressure on Holloway, Qatar could probably pull this out. However, I see Holloway winning this not with ease. It's going to be a good fight. I can honestly see it going, you know, the, the full round, the, the full length of the rounds. Uh, it, it could be interesting, but I'm going to put Max Holloway. And if you're betting, I'm going to go with the over uh, two and a half rounds win. And I would almost put a submission finish for Holloway on a bet. Up to you. I'm not going to tell you how to bet. Just bet responsibly. That's the only thing I'm going to tell you on betting is bet responsibly. Moving down, and, the, and I'm only highlighting. It's a decent card, but I'm only going to highlight today the the top two, the co-main and the main event. So in the co-main event, you have Two very well known fighter names here. Carlos Condit coming back in, and Matt Brown, the immortal ones coming back in. You know, Carlos Condit sitting at 31 and 13. I've had the privilege and the opportunity to see him fight in person when the UFC came for fight night here in Indianapolis. It was a great atmosphere, it was a great fight card. Carlos Condit has always been one of my favorites uh, since you know since he came in. Uh, I believe at that time it was the WEC. Um, so you know this is going to be a good fight. Matt Brown is no slouch. 22 and 17. He's from the Cincinnati area, not too far away from us. Uh, I don't recall ever being able to see him fight in person. However, I would have loved to have seen it. Um, not saying I can't. But we both know that you know these guys are these guys are getting up in age. They they've been in the fight scene for a while. God uh, God knows you can only take so many so many poundings to the head. Heif got two inch advantage on Carlos Condit. He stands at six two. Matt Brown's at six foot. They're fighting at the hundred and seventy pound weight class. Arm reach is damn near identical, along with leg reach. A half inch is only going um, in favor of Condit, with an inch on the leg reach. However, Condit is sitting at a favor, favorite. I'm sorry, favorite at 170, and the odds got Matt Brown being the underdog at plus 140. You know, <laughs> this fight could go either way. I've seen both of these guys take punches. I've seen both of these guys. Get rocked by punches. It all depends on you know, and obviously, in a lot of fights, it's only gonna it's gonna depend on how you take the hit when you're coming into your opponent. If you're coming into your opponent and you're throwing like this, and he connects, or he or she connects with a with a punch. Depending on where that lands, you may take more of an impact, obviously, because your force of going towards that person and getting hit and stopped is just is is obviously elevated um, compared to if you're standing on your feet, you know, straight, squared up and all that. I could definitely see this fight going all all 3 rounds. Um, you know, the win the win percentage in the KO and the TKO uh, favors Matt Brown a little bit with 63% of his wins coming by way of knockout or Technical knockout, with only 48 percent being Carlos Condit. Now, granted, Condit is a a submission specialist, so to speak. At 42 percent, he's ending his he's ending his fights at 42 percent via submission, compared to Matt Brown's 29 percent. It go either way. I honestly think that Condit has a little bit better ground game than Brown. You know again, I've seen these guys, I've seen these guys both bang with numerous people on fight cards and they're both you know, they're both very good fighters, they're technical fighters and anything can happen. You know, I keep saying that cliche, anything can happen, but it's the fight world, man. You take one fight in the right place, the right time, you it's lights out. For anybody it could be a 300 pound guy taking it from a 180 pound guy if that 180 pound guy lands that shot in the precise moment in the precise area it lights out let's look at their significant strikes significant strikes landed per minute are right identical you know damn near identical you got 3.7 being carlos condit landed per minute with a 3.8 going to matt brown so you got a 10th uh a 10th of uh, significant strikes landed more so with Brown than you do Condit. Now, significant strikes overall averages a little bit uh, wider span compared to the two fighters. Matt Brown actually lands 53% of his significant stripes, where Carlos Condit is only averaging about 38%. Again, anything can happen. These guys both have power behind their 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 punches and their kicks. Uh, now, Conned I think, has got a, a, a way better kickboxing um, ability than Matt Brown does. But Matt Brown could take punches, man, and he, could, and he could throw them right back. Defense on significant strikes is identical at 56 and 57%. Uh, so there's nothing there. Now, grappling, let's look at grappling. This is where the the odds kind of throw me off a little bit. Matt Brown shows on paper, shows that he's the better grappler. You know, takedown average is one and a half to Carlos Condit's, you know, 0.61. Takedown accuracy, though, Condit has him at 55% of his takedowns. He's he's landing them compared to Matt Brown's 46%. Takedown defense is where I could see Matt Brown, and on paper, obviously, it's, it's in his favor. But that's where I could see Matt Brown kind of winning in this fight especially if it goes the distance he could he could get that ground game working a little bit more but he's got to be careful with Condit's long legs and his his stance his, his stature is just lengthy he can get them legs wrapped around somebody's neck and and pull that head in and it'd be lights out for brown in a heartbeat but Takedown defense is uh, sitting at 63% for Matt Brown and only 36% of Condit. So if Matt Brown is thinking about going going down to the ground in this fight, I think that's his better shot and option to do if he wants the opportunity to have his hand raised at the end of this fight. Anything can happen, guys. Again, it's the cliche that we say around the fight world. Any given fight, anything can happen. Yes, I understand that. But, you know... It is what it is, and I'm going to still stick with uh, the favorite, Carlos Condit winning this. It's gonna. I think this could be the fight of the night. Um, I think definitely more so than Qatar and Holloway, just because the fighting styles of these two fighters put up against each other definitely could definitely make this a hell of a co-main event main event night. Um, so there you have it. There are the spotlight fights for this weekend. There are no, uh, there, there probably is a, um, some of the some of the lower tier boxing, lower-tier, uh, boxing promotions going on this weekend. However, there's plenty of boxing news coming up in the next couple weeks that we will get to probably next week on the show. Um, but right now, I mentioned earlier we had some interviews with some fighters in the bare knuckle realm of the fighting world. And I just want to put some little clips in from each of them. I got three of them here. Uh, you know, our first one is coming out of GOAT Management. Um, thanks, Vince Anderson, for the opportunity that he gave me to interview this fighter. Um, he's a big, big guy. I got a chance to watch Bear, uh, the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship last event in December. And this guy was on it. I covered the fights. Did a nice blog. Check it out. www.bwsports1.com In the blog section. tells about the fights. This guy, man. His name is Quentin Henry. He goes by Hero Henry. Watch out for him. This is a big man. And he he fills the ring. The cage. However you want to look at it. He fills it with that. Just that, that look of. I'm big. This is my ring. This is my cage. And he's going after it. Now, he's got a nice big old fight uh, coming up February 5th on the Paige Van Zandt-Bretton Hart fight card. And he is fighting the Crippler, Chris Lieben. So let's take a little look into um, excuse me, what we uh, discussed with him. And we'll be right back
2: uh yeah i think they cut the short the cut the quote a little short i think i would said you know i'll, I'll give him an honorable death and i'm ready for one too uh but right. it was more you know there's there's a certain type of fighter that you have out there and i think chris is probably the things that i've been saying about how mma's changed and all the things compared to where it was when he first started i think uh you know strangely enough me and him are, are a lot more similar than i think he believes but Uh, he's been through that and he sees that and it's kind of the same way that I do. And the pleasure that we get out of bare knuckle is that it's about going out there and fighting. And that's what he's looking for. I don't feel like, you know, a lot of times people call you out or they want to fight you. Uh, You take it as like a disrespectful thing. But in my case, no one called me out and no one wanted to fight me. I had, uh, you know, after every one of these bare knuckle events, every time you got a guy that wins, this happens. Well, then everybody and their mama's on Instagram wanting a shot at him next. <laughs> uh, you know, I went out there and put these dick beaters on old boy, and he couldn't get up <laughs> anymore. And didn't nobody want to say my name. And I yeah. understand why, you know, I'm not mad at him for it. I just thought it was kind of funny. So, you know, when somebody like Chris Lieben comes at you to fight you or asked to fight you, He's not asking to fight me because he thinks he can beat me. He's asking to fight me because he knows if he loses, there's no damn shame in it. And uh, he wants a real fight. And that's the same thing when I'm fighting him. You know, Uh, I feel like I'm a way more technical boxer than he is. But at the same time, what he has, he's really good at. Um, You know, and that's why he's been able to do this for so long. But the best thing that the dude has is he wants to fight. And, um, And that's why he picked me. He might say otherwise, but he picked me to fight me because no one else wanted to fight me. And he wanted to say that he did. And, yep. um, and I, I, I get down with that. You know, I'm about that life. So, oh yeah. um, you know, that's what he wants. I don't want, I want to give him that, you know, and I, I've been a huge fan of him, you know, my whole life, since he came ultimate fighter, like we were saying earlier, you know, one of the things about Chris is that he was, he was one of the first fighters that you felt like was real. You know, there were a lot of guys that were trying to put on the show and have a little bit of a personality so they could get their character in this. But that dude didn't give a damn, (laughs) not (laughs) at at all. all. (laughs) He was Chris Leben, and he did what he was going to do, and he came out there and he fought like he was going to fight. And I think that that there was a lot of respect for him in that sense because that that helps you connect to him because he's a normal guy. I'm a normal guy. You know what I mean? Like I got kids, I take them to school, I drive around, I wash my own dishes and shit you know so being able to connect with somebody like that is a big deal and uh, you know i i think you know he's gonna go out he wants one more fight and i think he thinks the way that i do if it's going to be my last fight it's going to be a fucking banger and uh you know if i don't help out with that then i'm you know i'm letting everybody down
1: that was quentin henry out of BKFC, he's getting ready to fight February fifth on that card. It's gonna be a good one. If you want to see the full interview, check out the YouTube channel BW Sports One. It's all up there now. Moving forward to our second interview of the week, we got John Lee Schaubeck, and he's making his uh, he's making his BKFC debut February fifth on that same card. He had a quote. I do some research on everybody that I interview and talk with. He had a quote that I saw that he loved, and I wanted to ask him and have him explain the the meaning to him behind the quote. So let's hear from John Schalbeck out of Smith Brothers Combat Sports. You know, kind of – kind of looking over and researching you a little bit, I seen one of your favorite quotes and I need you to elaborate on the BW sports one world for us. The juice is worth the squeeze. Can you elaborate a little bit on what that means to you?
3: Um, It just means that, um, you know, whatever you're going to go into, you know, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot if you want it bad enough. And uh, you know, you know, you have to really decide, you know, how bad do you want it? And when it comes to fighting and putting myself out there in front of everyone fighting for my family, you know, I know if I go out like that, I definitely did doing what I love and not everybody can, um, you know, can choose their way, you know, so that's what it means. It means every time I step in there, um, you know, you can get killed. And that's why I have nothing but respect for fighters. And uh, if you're willing to get in there in front of everyone and put your life on the line in front of people who will just criticize you, then I got nothing but respect for you. You know, and that's what that means.
1: I like it. I like, especially
3: when it applies to fighting, you can apply that to pretty much anything, you know, but mm-hmm. when it applies to fighting, you know, uh, I, I'll go out on my shield either way.
1: Again, that was John Lee Shaw out of Smith brothers, combat sports down there, uh, training at, uh, Smith Brothers uh, Combat Gym down in Florida. Thank you, Kevin Smith, for allowing me the opportunity to interview this guy and the following interview that we ended the week with uh, so far. Oh, and I, what can I say other than she has. Me as a total fan now. If I wasn't a fan before, if you weren't a fan before, you will be a fan of Hart 4.0. Oh, that's right, Britain Hart, as she takes on the debut of Paige Van zant at BKFC. Now, to me, BKFC is boasting Paige up, and this is no offense to Paige at all, so please nobody take offense that I'm throwing shots at her at all because she's an extraordinary fighter, or she wouldn't have been in the UFC. However, this now is bare knuckle. It's not MMA. It's not boxing. It's totally different. Britton Hart has been in this. I don't care if you say, oh, she's lost, oh, she's won, blah, blah, blah. She's a badass, okay? And her mindset helps her achieve her goals. Take a listen as to what uh miss Hart had to say with me earlier this week explain to the world you know you you got your first love in boxing you know you you got that 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 means to to funnel that energy into something good and positive in boxing Mm -hmm. what made you decide to switch over from putting those big gloves on to going to nothing
0: So it's crazy because a lot of people naturally ask that question. And it's something that I really, I'm not being cliche or cheesy, but it is something that truly found me. I did not go looking for bare knuckle. (laughs) Um, You know, I really didn't. And they hit me up probably about three or four times. Um, I was training for this big fight in Atlantic City in New Jersey. And so I told them no, thank you, but keep me in mind for other opportunities.
1: Explain to the world, you know, you, you got your first love in boxing. You know, you, you got that, that, that means to, to funnel that energy into something good and positive in boxing. Mm -hmm. What made you decide to switch over from putting those big gloves on to going to nothing? Nothing.
0: So it's crazy because a lot of people naturally ask that question and it's something that I really, I'm not being cliche or cheesy, but it is something that truly found me. I did not go looking for bare knuckle. Um, (laughs) You know, I really didn't. And they hit me up probably about three or four times. Um, I was training for this big fight in Atlantic city in New Jersey. And I, so I told them no, thank you, but keep me in mind for other opportunities. Well, uh, then they hit me back up after that. And I was like, dang, they might, you know, that usually when you tell someone, no, thank you, you never hear back from them, but here they mm-hmm. are calling again. And I was like, you know what? Nah, I, I don't think it's a good idea. You know, Beck Rawlings, I just, I really want to focus on boxing. And then we kept talking. They kept actually hitting me up. And finally, I was like, man, I I don't want to go on TV and and get murdered in front of everyone just because for money. I was like, I Mm -hmm. I am doing this to be the best. And I want to be the best fighter. And... I feel like in boxing, I have that ability. And uh, the person was like, you know what? I really think that this is for you, like your boxing style. And honestly, don't look at it as you fighting a UFC girl or this. Look at it fighting yourself and have an opportunity to be a star that you've always really been trying to be. And so I kind of was like, hmm. And I thought about it and I found myself asking, you know, what do you think? Should I bare knuckle? And someone would be like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and I got that response. Not everybody was for it. And then some people right. would be like, well, why not? You know, why, what do you have to lose? So I found that I kept asking people. And I was like, the fact that I'm asking so many people and care about their opinions means that I'm looking for someone to justify it and tell me that it's okay. Mm. So I just said to hell with it. I, this is obviously in my heart what I want to do. Um, I had no idea what was going to happen, but I knew that I was going to give my a hundred percent. I was going to wake up at five and run that country road every day. I was going to go to the YMCA. I was going to do cool. I was going to do whatever it took to to do the best while millions are watching. And then I found it was for a belt. Dude, that was even, cr- I didn't, when I agreed and said, yes, I didn't even know that it was for the belt. So then I, um, had that put in my head and I was <clears> just <throat> like, I mean, I really had like a a hunger games mentality. Like I'm this girl from district 12 and and they're from district two where they have money and they're ready and prepared for war. And here I am just fighting for a good cause, you know? And, uh, I've just kind of looked at it like that and went in and man, it, you know, I gave it my all and I felt like it was one of those feelings. Like I'm in the right place. Like this is for me. It wasn't anything back you know even though you know i'd go back in time i'd win i wouldn't lose but i would definitely do it it's nothing that i wouldn't have started or you know i regret doing
1: there you have it folks the wonderful britain heart 4.0 joining me and thank you again to britain quentin and john and uh vince anderson from goat management and Kevin Smith from Smith Brothers Combat Management, Combat Sports Management. I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to talk with these wonderful fighters. And in, 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 in light of their upcoming big card, one is a debut. The other one's getting ready to take on Chris Lieben. The other one's getting ready to take on Van, Van Zant. So that's one hell of a card. Check it out. BKFC 16. February 5th, uh, Lake Lakeland, Florida, I believe it is. It's right outside of Tampa is where the action will take place February 5th. I know I'll be watching my girl girl Britton, my guy Quentin, and my guy John on that card. You can check it out on the BK uh, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships app. Is where you can check out that pay per view, and it's very, it's very minute. It's not UFC, boxing, 60, 70, 80 bucks pay per view. You can get a, you can get it for four bucks a month, five bucks a month, something like that. Well deserved. I mean, it's a a very valuable um, app for people in our realm. Now, I want to end the, I want to end this week's show real quick. We're not going to really get into it and dive in. I want you guys to bring your comments, questions, and concerns to the table, and we'll pick it back up next week. USD, USADA came out yesterday saying that they were going to pretty essentially, pretty much um, remove THC marijuana from the banned substance list in combat sports. UFC made it recognize that They're going with it. I'm kind of caught on it. Now, granted, I don't care what anybody does on their own personal time. That's what you want to do. More power to you. You know, just stay safe. That's all I ask for. Where I'm kind of caught on the fence is between the pros and the cons of uh, marijuana in the sports world. Now, granted, I do not believe that it is technically enhancing my performance on the field, in the cage, in the ring. However, I do know, and I am—I'm not against this at all because I think that there are way worse things out there in the world to take and put in your body. But this is a very good herbal recovery um, supplement. Let's put it like that. Very good recovery supplement for your muscles. Um, While you're working out, while you're training, you're breaking muscle fiber tissues, um, and it's breaking it down. Now, the supplement, THC, marijuana, and the numerous other supplements that are out there for muscle recovery, it's a benefit. It helps your pain. It helps with anxiety. Again, it helps with muscle recovery. It's better overall stamina and bone and lung capacity is greater. Look that up, research it. I know you think about okay, you're smoking pot, you're putting toxins into your lungs. There actually has been proven factual evidence that marijuana it, it um, helps the capacity in your lungs. It's something to do with. And I'm not technically sound on this completely. Um, I spoke to a couple people, one of them being my actual personal trainer, Zach Deer, over at Elite Performance. Um, he's into this a lot. He's doing research on things left and right all day long. He calls himself a nerd like that. Dude, that's not a nerd. That's being on point. And, and I, if you want to make yourself elite, that's what I would do is get with Elite Performance. But Zach, you know, we kind of went over the pros and cons. This is his. Uh, this is his opinion everybody's entitled to their own but again the pros of it would be pain management anxiety management excuse me muscle recovery better overall stamina with bone and lung capacity now on the flip side you have the cons which is overall fatigue increased heart rate your coordination and your slower reaction time and dehydration now in the middle of a fight you need to be hydrated, you know. You need to have your coordination. You need to have fast reaction times. You definitely don't need your heart rate to be going and exceeding any more than what it would when you're working out, when you're training, when you're fighting, when you're boxing, when you're doing all that. Uh, and definitely, you don't want to be tired in it. So, I'll leave you with this. And like I said, we'll pick this back up next week. It is brand. It's not brand new to the world of fighting. Cause obviously there's numerous amount of people out there that have used it. And, you know, again, I have nothing to disagree with as far as on the medical side of it being very beneficial. And I do see the cons now, granted, here's the question that the main question and concern that Zach and I were talking about is how do you regulate it? And how do you keep the fighters safe? You have to find some way to regulate it in saying, okay, if there's a test that says you are high right now, you're under the influence right now, and you're walking into a fight, that may be a safety issue. Now, my opinion, it would go solely on the fighter, not with the fight promotion, not with the athletic uh, commission. Not with any of that, because the fighter signs a waiver, signs the contract, and states, you know, we are not liable for blah, 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 blah. Okay. So take it as you wish. I want to hear your guys' concerns, questions, comments on this topic through this week. Put it on the you know, put it on our Facebook page, put it on our YouTube channel, send us DMs, send us uh, instant messages, send us emails, info.bwsports one at gmail.com. We have a WhatsApp app uh, number. If you're on WhatsApp, the app that you can text, text us, shoot us some messages. Let us see it coming through. Let me let me know what you guys think about this um, in the in the combat world now. Granted, there's both side. There's two sides to each story, so let's let's hear both sides. That's what I want to do. I want to. We want to. We want to debate. We want to discuss. We want to argue in a in a, a uh, respectful. Environment, because that's what we do here. Um, So thank you. This has been the debut of Combat Zone. Check us out. 730 Eastern Standard Time every Friday night. We'll be ready to roll next week. We'll be talking about this and some upcoming fights as well. Let's talk about that really quick. I want to show you what's going on um, in the coming weeks. We have next week. uh, Wednesday, I believe it is. UFC Fight Night. Yeah, she's uh, Shaza versus Magni next Saturday is the big anticipated return of the Irishman Conor McGregor as he takes on Dustin Poirier in their rematch fight that will be covered and discussed next week on Friday night. I can't wait to talk about that the following week. We have a big boxing match Caleb plant versus Caleb Trox. For the IBF super middleweight title that Plant holds, what will happen? We'll be discussing that over uh, the next couple weeks as well. So stay tuned. Check us out again every Friday night, seven thirty Eastern Standard Time. Combat Zone coming to you right here on BW Sports One's Facebook page. YouTube channel, check out the audio on all your podcast platforms: Apple, Google, Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, and 30 million others. And if you want to go see what all the hap hap happenings are around BW Sports One, check out the website bwsports1.com. And this is your boy, the Lion, coming straight out the Lion's Den with Combat Zone. And we will see you next week. Peace!